Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to another Minutes of Mute presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri, and Scott Mutual will join us as we talk about the Eagles, the BC Eagles, 3-0, a nice, solid win over Temple, 28-3. Before we get to Scott, let me first remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to join the BC Football Gridiron Club. That's bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up for details. They have pregame parties, home and away. Really a fabulous organization. Email updates throughout the week to keep you in tune with everything Boston College Eagles. So I really encourage you to join the Boston College Football Gridiron Club. Okay, now we welcome Scott Mutrin. You know him, the sideline reporter, the BC Learfield IMG Radio Network. Also, a former quarterback in the mid-90s for Boston College. And Scott, a solid win for BC, now 3-0. Yeah, you can um, you can definitely say that. I think they played very well on, on both lines of scrimmage. I think the defense really probably stepped up after a lot of concerns that people had coming out of the UMass game. They were probably concerned with Temple and their athletes how well the BC defense would handle this game, and I, I think they they held themselves more than admirably in that game, and they played very well. I think they only gave up uh, 270 yards of total offense, if that, and uh, they played very well. It's to be commended after everyone was kind of questioning them after the UMass game. And that's a great point about the defense. However, you bring up the total offense. BC only had 221 total yards of offense on the offensive side. Um, as a former QB yourself, how did you eva- evaluate Dennis Grossell and the entire offensive unit? Well, they didn't, again, show too much. They only threw the ball 13 times uh, for less than 100 yards. I believe they threw for 79 yards. So they were really committed to the running game, and they had some success doing that and, and moving the line of scrimmage. And I think BC didn't want to, again, show too much because they felt they were very much in control of that game and they had inserted their will and kind of played on their terms. So I don't really think that they uh, really opened up the playbook, for lack of a better term. When you're only throwing the ball 13 times in a, in a college football game, you can definitely say that you're not really expanding the playbook a ton. Okay, so that's a lot of hope for going into the next week's game versus Missouri. Um, I guess, too, just to, we talk about offense, we talk about defense, just bigger picture-wise now. Boston College 3-0 beat uh, Colgate, uh, you know, UMass, and Temple. Just if you're an Eagles fan sitting at home, you know you're getting uh, votes in the top 25. Not quite in there yet, but how how do you evaluate this team now? Three games in, you evaluate them on about at about four o'clock on Saturday. I think that'll be a good yeah. a good valuation metric for them. They haven't played a Power Five team yet. They three wins are you you can never discount winning a football game. So let's. Under, like understand that from the beginning. Winning a football game and, and at this level is tough no matter who you play. Uh, and I'm sure other teams would say the same thing. And when I think of a team like Washington, who lost to Montana, would say we would take that win any day, even if it was a one-point win. So any win's a good thing. 
And I think you, when you look at, at BC, I think the biggest thing that you have to look at is this is going to be a measuring stick game for them. This is going to be a game where you're really going to be able to tell now that you've got three games under your belt, you're playing an SEC team, kind of similar profile of BC, right? They're middle of the pack um, team in the SEC with an opportunity to make a nice run. And with kind of similar type of athletes in which they get there, it's not like the Alabamas and Clemsons of the respective conferences. So you're playing a like-ranked opponent in in another power conference. So I really think it's going to be a good measuring stick as to where BC exactly is. And like I said, you'll find that out at 4 o'clock or 3.30 on uh, Saturday. Yeah, that's a really good point, Scott. I was kind of looking up Missouri, educating myself on them this week. And you're right, BC, Boston College, and Missouri – very similar programs, amount of total wins, program history, amount of bowl appearances, you know, had a couple good years really at the same time. Their best year was 2007. Our best year recently was 2007, you know, in the Matt Ryan era. So, you know, it's a lot of uh, similar programs as well. They're the Big 12 SEC. We're the Big East ACC. You know, it, it's remarkable how kind of similar these programs are. Yeah, I think if you look it up, I think it's something. I, I believe I saw or heard this, that over the last 15 years, they pretty much had the exact same record with BC has one more victory uh, than Missouri. And then you kind of look at similar draft picks of players. There's there's a lot yeah. of similarities, and it is kind of cool for the second time in four games you're going to be playing an opponent BC's never played before. So there's going to be a lot of Missouri people out at the game. So uh, I know a lot of people are going to want to come out because they don't get to travel these parts often and they want to take advantage of seeing seeing the city of Boston and come out to the game. So the weather doesn't look great, but I expect a good, good cheering section of these for the game. Yeah, and another point too, a lot of Boston alums who went to the University of Missouri, I'm sure, you, as you mentioned, who don't play in the East that much. So you get both those crowds together. Right, and you look at Missouri, they, they kind of do it a little differently. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz is a... Uh, Coach for, for Missouri is, you know, classic spread guy. He's going to throw it around a good amount. Um, he is an offensive-minded coach. He's a couple, I think he's 37 or 38 years old, so he's a couple of years younger than Coach Halfley. But Coach Halfley's a defensive-minded coach. BC runs a little more of a pro kind of style set. So you're talking about... Although they're similar in kind of the kids they recruit and some of their records, they do it in different ways. And it's going to be interesting to see which way prevails. Is it BC's power and strength over uh, Missouri's kind of scheme and some athleticism? And it's going to be interesting to see the chess match and how each team uh, tries to stop the other one's strength. How does Missouri handle the power running game? They've not done well defending the rush this year. DC, you can say it maybe struggles against the passing game, but uh, it uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the the chess match works out. Uh, I'm very interested to see how that that goes. And you know, Missouri has a is a pretty good quarterback in in Connor Bazelik, um, who's had a good year so far. I mean, he's only got one interception. I believe he's got nine touchdowns, uh, completing over 67 percent of his passes and throwing for 900 yards. So. You're looking at a pretty talented guy who's, who's, you know, you're throwing 900 yards in three games. It doesn't take a lot of math majors to figure out how much he's throwing for a game. Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting to see who wins this kind of battle of will. 
It's he's third in the SEC in passing so far this year. So you're right, really having a good year. And you know, I, I like to get your thoughts as we kind of wrap it up here and we preview Missouri. Jeff Halfley, Scott, how do you feel? You see him from the inside. How is the team reacting to him? They're three and zero. Is it all positive, or do you think the team's getting a little ahead of themselves? Or you know, how do you read this team so far? Uh, this season, hunt uh, the meat of the schedule, I should say. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Yeah, I think if they definitely, if they got ahead of themselves before that UMass game, they were humbled uh, at the end of that game, realizing that they can't just couldn't just show up and win a game and that they needed to play um, mistake-free football and, and not give away possessions and not turn the ball over and not make some mental errors. So I think what you saw against Temple is a lot of that stuff is cleaned up, uh, which is good good to have a learning lesson in a game you win too often uh, not when you have a game where you make all those mistakes turn the football over have a ton of penalties you end up losing that game so i think coach halfley and the staff has done a good job they're 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 positive in how they they go about their message they're hard on them they're hard on the players they expect a lot out of them they put a lot on their plates uh but they love them too and the one thing that coach halfley and says a lot. I think um, I don't think enough people kind of maybe hear this message or really understand what it means. But he really encourages them to play fearless and really to just go at it and be athletic and not be afraid of mistakes. And it sounds so—I don't want to say cliche—but it sounds so simple to the layperson who's never played. But when you're in these meetings and you're getting scheme taught and you're getting all the different coverages on defense different blitz packages, looks, disguises, and then you go to offense with all the different plays, formations, motions, coverages, it can be overwhelming, right? So you can almost be paralyzed mentally. And with the way Coach Halfley is teaching and going after the guys, he really wants them to just play fearless and just go after it, meaning that we're teaching you a lot and we want you to execute, don't get us wrong. But we want you to play fast, and if you make a mistake, we're going to coach you up. And something about that as a player, it's refreshing because you know that they have your back. Like, it's easy to say, I have the player's back, and then your bench kid when he makes a mistake or he turns the ball over or he gets a pass interference call or he gets a personal foul call and you bench him. But Coach Halfley and the staff doesn't do that. Like, they'll coach him up and they'll be hard on him, but they want them to play fast. They want them to play uh, fearlessly. And, and there's something to, as a player that you know when your coach has your back like that, it allows you to play at your best because you're not worried um, uh, about screwing up because they understand it. They just want you to be the best you that you can be. Well, it should be very interesting. Cause this, like I said, this is the crunch time for the season. So it'll be next couple games. Now we'll know a lot about this team and the coaching staff. Well, Scott, last question for me. Uh, what's the game plan, food-wise? How are we handling the 12 noon game at the Heights on Saturday? How are we all? How are we handling this? Well, to tell you the truth, you know, you probably get a little brunch 
sort of pregame. There's a couple tailgates I'll probably stop at um, on the way there. I uh, met some friends. I think I may stop at the Concanon tailgate. Uh, they were they invited me to stop by pregame to see what kind of spread they had. They have a lot of stuff. So uh, uh, they said they have a lot of food. They got five cars. So I imagine that's going to be a nice spread. And because it's been a while and it's, you know, might be a little cooler, there's nothing better. And I told this to the Missouri guys. There's nothing better than the, the chowder in the press box with a little bit of Cholulu sauce or hot sauce. In yes. It yeah. For the home games. Those are the best for me. I love it. It's one of the, one of my true joys that I like to have. Uh, I'll skip out on some of the other stuff to get that. So I missed out on Philly last week. The guys looked like they had a, they had a good pregame meal. They had some nice burgers. I was a little jealous of that, but uh, was able to spend a, you know my uh, my parents' fiftieth wedding anniversary with them and, and and do that, and that was a great time. But did miss the boys and uh, in Philly. But I did make it a point that everybody had to sit down and watch the game, and we had a good St. Ignatius contingency cheering for for Dennis Grossell as well. So. Uh, we were not in Philly, but we were there in spirit, and we were there with our eyes. There you go. All right, Scott. That sounds like a good time, a fun time, and uh, hopefully we'll talk next week. Eagles preparing for Clemson as a 4-0 team. Yeah, it should, uh, should be a good one. I, the good thing is I, I think the Eagles are going to be focused on this game and not looking too much ahead to Clemson, who has not looked like the Clemson of old lately. Um, you know, they – Struggle with Georgia Tech, obviously, and uh, that was a, a tough game for them. So you never know. I mean, you, you go down there and BC with an experienced team, you just never know. But the focus is definitely on the, the other Tigers, Missouri Tigers. got back-to-back Tigers. But uh, the focus is on the Tigers from Missouri this, this week and not Clemson. There you go. Tigers, Tigers. Never thought about that. That's pretty cool. All right, Scott, thanks so much. Thanks, Mike. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.